is Milchuk really hot? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Have you ever eaten moldy chocolate? The tardigrade? I'm Jasmine. I swear on Satan, I'll do that. Yeah. That's uh, my head cannon. Okay. Into it, into it, into it, into it. All of it. I'm Mel's. I love it. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> and if you're watching TV, I love it. Make sure it's damn fine TV. This is amazing. That's, that was awesome. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to the Melon Party, all you lovely microdata refiners. It's Jasmine L. with you once again, and we are going to pick up right where we left off last week with part one of our Severance Season 1 coverage. But first, I thought I'd give you a little previously on Damn Fine TV just to catch you up just in case. So in part one, we discussed how we found the show. We talked about our highlights from the season overall. We discussed how severance even works, what MDR might be up to, like what are all those numbers about, what industries Lumen has all their little finger traps in, the appeal and the disinterest of actually having the severance procedure done. We dug really deep into kind of the show's commentary on dealing with trauma and what it would actually be like to sever yourself from your grief. Things took a turn for the sexy as we all crushed on Milchik in his amazing turtleneck. And most importantly, we decided what genres we would choose for the music dance experience. And if you haven't chosen your genre, please check out our Instagram at TV, where we shared a list of all the genres that were available to MDR and we asked what you guys would choose. We'd love to hear it. But without further ado, let's find out what Mel's thinks about those goats. I know one of the questions is, is the goats. And I think the goats, I, I had a tie into what they're harvesting, but now I have a tie into Miss Casey as well. Okay. And I think, yes, let's hear it. Why would you remake her? Like, what, what is this? Uh, listen, you know, uh, huh? Sorry. You said, <laughs> what is this? I had to finish it with kindergarten. Oh, well, I mean, like, Obviously, everybody's sure like you've lost somebody in your life. You would love to be able to spend time with them again. But let's it's not going to be them if we ever do that ever right. happens in the real world. Uh, I think, though, they're take like, let's just say out a wild theory here that they're uh, they're I think they're cloning in the goat room. And I think the goats are not ready. I don't think the goats are not ready for the human chips. I think that they haven't perfected the cloning part yet. Ooh. So they're they're perfecting the chip, the implant, what they want to do with the people that maybe Severance is the ultimate like, okay, here we are. I don't know if y'all remember this movie, The Island. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. That one. No. Oh, that's not what it's called. <laughs> not the Leonardo. I love Di- that movie. Not the Leonardo DiCaprio one. Damn, what was I was it? hoping we were talking about that one. Well, you know I love Leo. What is the movie? It had Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson, oh, and they realized, yes. yeah, but it uh, was some these it was the something. Anyway, oh. I love that movie because all of these people live in the globe, right? And they think they've won the lottery and they're going to get to go to Mars or whatever. It is the it's the island. It is the island. I thought so. There's two islands out oh. there. So anyway, but what's really happened is whatever's happening with the insurance, they're the insurance policy, right? And so the people out there yeah. are dying. They've been disfigured. I don't know what's going on with them. Um, Ewan McGregor's Audi or his insurance, like the guy that in- made him is dying, basically. So when they win the lottery, they go back up there and then they do the thing and they become that person, right? They implant all of the information into the this person thing that they built. So if you think of it in that way, which I, I don't want it to be that, I don't want to say basic, but I don't want it to be that easily seen through. I want it to be something totally different from this. But when I saw the goats, when I heard that the goats aren't ready, when I started getting the feeling that they were harvesting emotions based on these different people's outside lives or outies, and especially with Miss Casey, who did die, I don't know. Did it she? just gave me this whole feeling of 
whatever they are trying to do is something that, and I'm not, I don't even think it's something that it would be something that anybody would want to do like an insurance policy. It would be, we're taking people that have passed in the real life, but we're secretly, or, you know, we're making, remaking them into this other community that we're going to eventually overtake because they all live in Lumen housing. They all are connected Mm. in this way. So they're making a Lumen army. They're making a Lumen state or something. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. These are just things that float around (laughs) in my head. And and also, why not? When I put this episode out, I'm just going to put out, I don't know. I don't know. And that's the episode. But also, (laughs) it makes me wonder about Petey. What happened with Petey? I know he deflected. I know, but... How did he figure it out? Because obviously he drew right. the maps in there. He was tapping in some, was Irv involved in this too? And that's why he got reprogrammed. I don't know. But oh, why wouldn't they afford the same thing for Petey? They just, which this was another hard no for me. I'm sorry, Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller, you are my favorite motherfucker. Lint Biscuit, I always can connect them. But I was like, no to this <laughs> Ben Stiller, because there is no way in the fresh hell you can drill someone's head open at a funeral. Oh, my with God. The casket <laughs> behind some curtains. I don't give a shit if you especially when you're just playing um, Metallica, Metallica acu- acoustically. Yeah. Give me a break. You could hear somebody <laughs> drilling that man's head out. Well, and if they if they own pretty much the whole town and they can steal a corpse uh, from Miss Casey, then why wouldn't they just take the the chips out in autopsy yeah, regardless of integration point. or not. It's yeah. their property. So why would they do it? Why would she do it then and not right. have that just be a That's procedure? A good question. Yeah. Yeah. So there's mm-hmm. something, I mean, obviously we don't know it and it'll probably hopefully come in season two, but there's just something to say about if we're going with a the theory that all of this is the reason for Miss Casey maybe being one of the patient zeros. I'm not sure what happened with Petey, why they wouldn't throw his ass in there and make him be a patient zero too. Cause you know, unless he found a way to deform his chip in some way, I don't know. There's part of me that thinks that Petey is like not, I not in any way a disposable character, but a gateway character to yeah. Petey's uh, daughter. Right. Like I think that yeah, she's yeah. going to become like a much bigger character. If like, hopefully like season two explains it, but season three, like, I feel like the next season we're going to get everybody's backstory. And I think that she's going to be a way bigger part of this resistance. So. Yeah. If PD yeah. was no one, else, no one besides Mark's best friend inside, that was who he was supposed to be. Yeah, I think yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, he was also kind of a, I don't want to say cannon. audience. Well, yes, but I mean, I don't want to <laughs> say audience surrogate because I think Kelly was kind of acting as that for a little while, but he he did serve his purpose in a certain way mm-hmm. of like showing us a different side of things, showing Mark a different side of things and how badly it can kind of go if you do start to fight back against it and I think that's all he really needed to do and I find that interesting because it's like he's showing us the bad part of trying to unsever I really forget what they called it they called it what they didn't call it desevering they called it reintegration yeah reintegration there we go um the the bad part of doing that uh back into the real world and I think it's the total opposite when you look at Helly's innie, because yes. even though she's not trying to reintegrate, she is fucking not here for any of this any business. So it's very, yeah, it's, it's, I like to think on that because I'm like, okay, obviously she's tapped in. I think she's old, old dude's daughter, right? Or whatever. And she's really going to push it to the outside that it's so wonderful in there. But why was her any created to be so, I mean, she tries to unalive herself. So mm-hmm. I think that's who Helly is deep down. She's a fighter. She's determined. And it's just that on, on the inside, it's showing up in that way. Like she's going to fight against things. But on the outside, I think, I mean, I do have a question here. What's Helly's angle? Because 
I don't know that I'm super convinced that she's fully on her dad or Lumen's side, but maybe that's me partly either. me wanting to believe that she's not. Like, that could be a, a bias for the character, but... I don't think she is, based on the fact that if her old, her dad didn't know that she was in overtime, she was working OT, all right? And that interaction, though, the way he was talking to her was super fucking weird. So if that had been the real Heli, right, Audi Heli... It would make me wonder if she agreed to do all of this to then at any rate still sabotage it, whether that was any or Audi Heli that was going to get right. that speech or not. I want to go back a little bit and just talk about how that kind of reminds me of Westworld again, that, you know, with Dolores, there's multiple. There's Delori. We call her Delori. Yeah, the Delori. <laughs> so, you know, there's several ones and they all have the same base. They all have the same personality, but the different yes. ways yeah. that they live their life shapes them. So Heli, at her core, is, is like Jasmine was saying, a fighter. She's strong. She's hard-headed. But it's the environment that shapes how she does those things. So it's very yeah. Westworldy in that way, too. And you can see with Mark, he never knows when to shut up in a conversation. He doesn't like awkward silence. It's like in both, he's very socially awkward all the time, no matter any or Audi, so yeah. uh yeah this man was giving her zero privacy to take a shit we will i will send you a <laughs> screenshot of what i sent to jasmine when i got to that episode and i was like excuse me sir let her shit in peace i know that's not what she's doing in there but you do not ever say i'm coming in just be prepared. I think he was okay. legitimately 40, concerned for 40? her health, though. 45 minutes? Shh, I think right. you're about to say, 45, yeah. I was going to say 45 minutes. Hey, yeah, yeah, you yeah. check in on a friend. Wait a minute. You don't know if she's got IBS. You don't know if she's constipated. Leave Can't her. Can I sever that out of you? <laughs> well, if so, eh, after this call, I'm going, okay? <laughs> um, no, you. she could be napping in there. It's none your business, Mark. Get They're not allowed here. to get snooze. They're not allowed to. They're going to go to the break well, room for that. Mark, you get over there right. and pour some coffee and fucking rummage around in the supply room, okay? Let her shit in peace. <laughs> but anyway, just like a man. Sorry, Patrick. Just like a man. Like, what are you? Are you going to be yeah. there much longer? Mel's. The dog Even Patrick agreed Mel's. 45 minutes was too long. <laughs> No, I'm talking about oh, a man being like, hello, woman, can you get out here and, like, get out of the bathroom? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just totally all right, teased. All right. I'm, to- I'm just talking about personal things, you know? Like, <laughs> you, know. you couldn't go take you know. a shit for 45 minutes, but God forbid I go in there and read a Reddit, all right? <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yes, okay. Yeah. All right. I understand uh, Well, should we circle back to... Cobell, then? I know we kind of skipped over that before. We could dive deep on Cobell. I think you just want to talk about her because you hate her. So go right ahead. Kier, chosen one, (laughs) Kier. Fuck that. Good lord. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's too bad. I I can't, I, I don't think Patricia Arquette is a good actress. I just don't. She really takes me out of a lot of scenes, but it doesn't ruin the show for me. And I think. I try to I try to actually separate I try to actually have my own version of Cobell because I think so much of what she's doing is super interesting. Like I want to know more about why she is so interested in Mark. I want to know why she has gone so far as to go and be like what a lactation consultant essentially for his sister. I mean, it's I I want to know more about her. Yeah, the Patricia Arquette thing gets me down, but you know, whatever. I feel like I need to send you the link to the interview with Patricia Arquette because I think it will change even just the tiniest bit for you, Jasmine, because like even for me, because I agree, like she's just even now, like she's such a different actress than she was in, in films that I saw, you know, like before. And she's such a different character, but yeah, this interview with her, like she was saying, like she was the one who put sort of like the weird spin on the accent because she's mm. like, I just felt like that was sort of who, who Cobell slash Selvig would be. And she would be this really different woman that maybe just didn't fully understand herself. Like just a very, a very in, uh, like an in-depth, like look into the character without saying anything. Right. Right. 
Mm-hmm. And then the one thing that she said in the interview that just made me be like, oh shit, like that's fascinating was that Patricia Arquette said, while filming during COVID, it felt like we were severed. And that hmm. like, that's so wild to me yeah. because she said, you know, we would film a scene and we would all be in shields and masks and people, you know, makeup would be in like hazmats. And then we'd film the scene and then we'd be done. And then someone would essentially test positive and we'd be in lockdown and we couldn't see anyone and we couldn't talk to anyone and we couldn't do anything. We'd be in this tiny room and then we'd go back and we film another scene, right? Take off our shields, take off our masks. And, and it really like, I guess just gave me this glimpse into like the fact that well, A, because I know you don't like her. I was like, I'm going to find something I love just to point <laughs> it out. I'm sorry. That's just who I am. But like, I think that, right, like she as a character in this show is just so all in and that show like showed it. Like, I feel like she also has like a super disdain for whatever the COVID protocol was not in the sense that she didn't want to partake in it, but just that it fucked with everything. Yeah. And that adds this whole, yeah. Right. Like, like when you think of what this, this show is in comparison to all of our lives for the last two years, it's kind of like, yeah, this makes Mm -hmm. sense. This came out 2022, right? Yeah. This was a perfect show though, to I mean, do through COVID because it was like what seven or eight people and I yeah, mean, you know, you tiny cast. Nobody true. was traveling. Yeah. Yes, Jasmine does not care for Miss Arquette. <laughs> I, I like her, and that's fine. One of the very few times we'll ever not agree on something here at Damn Fine. Um, I think that she played Cobell fucking amazing like i like even my personal like for her to the side she embodied evil in this show it did a great job of it in the weirdest most twisted way right like like every time she got near that baby i was like she's gonna eat it please get that baby away is she trying well, to she sacrifice that one. baby I was just about to bring that up right. <laughs> that I, yeah. listen and then the moments of comedy and you wouldn't have seen it on, you know, Patricia Arquette's face, but I loved it when she was like, and then you do the baby like this, right? Boop, boop. So anyway, <laughs> give me the baby. You know, um, it makes you wonder, though, especially like how she worshipped and and had the altar. Like, so mm. is Gemma, Mark, and this baby in some way, like, is this a sacrifice in her? I don't know. Like, she just played it. She played it very well, and I I liked the performance. I'm glad you brought up this, like, altar thing that she has, because if anything made me feel like the Egans were a cult, this definitely led into that. I mean, the the whole, like, perpetuity wing or whatever it's called was part of this, too. But the way that, she, that Cobell is, like, worshipping this family yeah. and holding on to little trinkets, and I think altars that, or even shrine is a good word for it. And her bedroom seems to be some sort of replica of maybe where she stayed when she was in this like school for girls or something. Yeah. She's like Weird. I said, I tried to, I tried to just separate my dislike. For, like we are going to dislike certain actors and actresses. It just is what it is, but there's definitely a lot of depth and unknown shit to this character that make her so interesting. Yeah. I I was just wondering if anyone has any insight into like the little hospital bracelet we saw. The Charlotte, is it Charlotte Cobell that we see? Anything? Is there a date on it or am I making that up? There is. And technically people have said, I mean, because I also don't really mask, like the the (laughs) date would line up as being her like mother or like a a parental. Yeah. Because it's, because then I'm thinking, like, did she she went to this school for girls. The Egan's raised her when she had no parent, parental figure. Yeah. And that's and again, in this interview with Patricia, Patricia Arquette, she said, oh, you noticed that. Yeah, that'll be big. And mm. I mean, we can kind of take those Whoa. things with grains of salt. But I mean, as we've those learned from Lynch, change, like. Yeah. Right. Maybe it that means thing is shit, not but purposeful. Yeah. yeah. I think I think Miss Arquette is 
saying too much. She needs to zip oh, her Oh, she's lips. saying a lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Yeah. Mm. Bad form. I was reading in an interview, I think it was with Britt Lauer, who plays Helly. I, th- I think this was the interview I was reading, but she was saying that because of COVID, they wrote basically the whole script in the eight months that they were delayed. So it was all written back to back to back instead of episode by episode the way it normally would have been done. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm very interested if it's going to go back to to that. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering like what if it how different it would have been. Yeah. Had they not done that, you know, or if COVID, if you know, if they didn't have those eight months to do that. I think that's very interesting um, that it was all written up front. Because, yeah, because then what ideas do they have? What did they share with her about her character? If she was saying things like that, what will stay true? What won't? You That's know, true. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I know like Britt Lauer was super tight lipped. Like just every question was, oh, I can't. I can't say. I can't say. Can't yeah. say. Right. <laughs> First of all, a babe. Great at press. Way to go. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Also, my favorite thing from her from that same interview I read, I think I shared it with Jasmine, was she was like really nervous about the scene where she was going to chop off her fingers um, with the. uh, Oh, yeah. The paper paper cutter cutter or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But she was like, I really trust the prop department or whatever. But then she said she named it Harold because it made her feel better. (laughs) And so I was like, Harold Smith. (laughs) Secrets. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's such a funny detail. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, very funny detail. Um, But also going back, because I don't want to lose this thought either. I forgot who was just talking about. Oh, it was about the date on the bracelet. Yeah, like with what the whole time I was like, I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it. What year is this? Like, when is this taking place? True. Because I don't know. There's like a bit of a time. The only date I could besides and I didn't know about that one. The only date I knew was. I think it was on Mark's driver's license. The expiration date was 2020. Um, Oh, good catch. Yeah. Um, But otherwise, I it looks to me. I mean, I'm not like a big car guy, but like it looks to me like all the cars in the parking lot and like the big wide shots at Lumen, they all look like 80s, 90s cars. You see a lot of old cars. You see all the old computers, all the old tech. It's all old tech down there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's and, all old tech, which I get if they're trying to like stay off the grid and not yes. get caught with what they're doing and not everybody getting up in their business. I get I get the old tech like that's cool. It's it's interesting. They didn't being on Apple TV plus they didn't go with like mm-hmm. the Apple old Apple computers. For real. But, you know, yeah. Oh, nice. um, well, even the whole yeah, well, like uh, interior well, design feels older. Yes. And I think, again, that's maybe the tape recorders. To, yeah. And that's maybe purposeful like to room. not like not give any of the innies any further information mm-hmm. about what you know the outside world might be like but again that might just be where they're at what did we see for phones did we only see pd's phone or did we ever see mark with a phone i'm not remembering no we old. see we PD's see like flip, check. so yeah so it was this it was a flip which would put it what 2000s right and then we see milchex and yeah. yeah that's true milchex and uh cobell have like weird almost like they kind of look like iPhones but kind of look like walkie talkies so it is 100% like skewered and just this is just because i love snacks i have to point out like even the snacks are so archaic right like deviled eggs like True. i love oh, yeah. eggs archaic excuse me <laughs> a deviled egg now like that egg. is very modern <laughs> and the most delicious thing you'll ever consume. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I know Jasmine's shout mean, out to Tyler so real quick too yeah, the shout out to the egg devil. Devil. He's not seen it, but I, I already like I Ugh. told I was like, listen, there's something, and I almost said part eight, but I was like, episode eight, dude. I was like, you are gonna lose your mind. You love it. Yeah. <laughs> lose your mind. But even right, even the melons. I'll take it to the melon party. Like, like there's just something mm. that's so like I remember being like young in the eighties and like yeah, sure. coming to like a party with like melons that like uh-uh, not this. as a snack. <laughs> <laughs> Coming not, to the party with melons, eh? Yeah. Girl, you set yourself yeah. up. The video is not ending. Yeah. Like, no. Uh, no, you're right. Like family reunions. Like right? I would I wouldn't have been surprised if there was a jello mold floating around exactly. at uh, oh. Lumen somewhere. 
Absolutely. And I think that all of those things are purposeful, yet we don't know the purpose totally, except to fuck up the timeline. Like none of us know when this is actually happening. And I realized that by the very end, even at the, um, like at the gala where it kind of, it does have this super modern feel, but I mean, all of that could have happened in any number of decades. Mm -hmm. And I I mean, Right. We have Colbert driving up in her old sedan. So, yeah. Yeah. I have to tell you, a walkie-talkie phone is called a Nextel. In case anything, anybody was wondering. I used to have one. Is it American? I I suppose oh, it's maybe limited maybe just because we never south. we never had sidekicks either right that's true yeah I never had yeah. a sidekick but uh so if you you know if you're early twenties let's say back in the day all right uh and you didn't have a lot of minutes like you had to buy those phone packages whatever mm-hmm. if everybody you knew had Nextels you just walkie talkie to each other. You never had to call. You never oh. had to text. So it's like iMessage for iPhones, but... Girl, it was a full-on walkie-talkie. I'm talking about like, beep, beep. Are you there? Have you gotten there yet? <laughs> beep, beep. And I did mean, you have to be within so, range of each other? A certain, yeah. Like, we couldn't go the other oh. town over and talk. But if we were right. in the coverage of, of our small town, yeah. I mean, someone could be out milking a cow and we could beep, beep them. And I could be in town at the post office. I mean, Abby, this reminds me, I don't know if you guys ever got this, but, and you did have to be in a certain range, but it kind of, it was kind of like a tin can with a string on it. And that, that's what right. we had oh, in yeah. Canada. And that's done. really Goodbye. popular in Canada. Yeah. Goodbye. I it's let still my dog pretty in because he was here. missing me. <laughs> I let my dog in because he was missing me and he ain't giving me none of this lip. So <laughs> I'm done. Not giving no, you any lip. Yeah. Listen, we went from the tin can. Well, actually, we went from the tin can to the one that you pick up and you 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 rotate. Oh, <laughs> yes, I, yes, and then we moved on to walkie-talkie phones. Yeah. So you know, hmm. it is what it is. What an evolution! All right, well, that covers the question about the old tech and all the kind of old school e- interior design and stuff. Um, did I we, mean? Would are, it be wild? I'm sorry, no. not to interrupt, Mm-mm. but would it be wild if? The Aldis were living in the future and the Ennies were the actual, like, would it be wild How the Aldis were the test subjects? <laughs> it would be wild. You would not be wrong. It would be wild. I, I that mean, would be wild, yes. That would be wild, yeah. I do not think we got any evidence of that. However... I would die and love it. So, you know, it is. So the elevator is time travel. Woo. Get me in that Ooh. DeLorean elevator. Delelevator. Nope. Oh, nope. uh-oh. Mm-mm. I love the Delelevator. Can we take a few minutes to respect, mad respect to Rickon? Because I'm here to tell you right now. Mm. That's, yes, let's have a, we'll have a Rickon respect section. As much as I was like, the frou-frou stuff is too much. Like, everybody, we're going to read to the baby. You know what I mean? And, like, whatever, right? All the beds I, in I the also, same room so that it's an easy transition for the child. Sure. Yes, yeah. Now, I cracked up. I love Rickon. Mm-hmm. I, I don't love him like I love Irv. But for the Audi situation, I love, like, Rickon. And I'm here to tell everybody. I had a fucking inner revelation when we got to the words of they need you not the other way around and if there is anything your your job needs you yes i love the show but just that small portion this odd thing went off in my brain where i was like you know what (laughs) yeah i'm not living my life anymore like i need you so much but It was also essential, in my opinion, to what we're doing with Lumen because Lumen needs these people. And these Mm -hmm. people think, though, like we think every day, at least in the corporate world, I can speak for that because that's where I reside. 
you get into the mindset of I need this job. I need this stability. I need this for this, this and this. Like when we were talking about grief earlier, right? Like you got to get up and keep going with your day, right? Like I need all these things. I loved whatever went on in my brain. I can't explain it to you because it was like a firecracker. But I was like, this is perfect because not only is it great for the show, like because it's the flip flop, it is the Lumen needs these people for what they're doing. And these people think they need Lumen to stop whatever it is that they're trying to, to, in Mark's case, get away from. Right. And to apply it into your actual life and be like, so, you know what, when I do log off of work or when I do get out of that elevator or whatever it may be. I'm no more no longer living for corporate world. I think it, re- it that's something that can resonate with someone that does have to work a corporate job. It, it sure. just has changed changed me personally. So thank you, Ben Stiller. I love that he that this book ended up being like a consciousness expander for these innies and was essentially like the fire that lit their revolution. Like that's incredible. Because yeah. it was and at the center of industry is dust. That's that's garbage <laughs> nonsense. It's hilarious, but it's garbage nonsense. But for them, this was like the biggest fucking thing. Yeah. I was going to say how much I absolutely loved that moment in the finale where Mark gets to listen oh, to yes. Rick and Reed. And it's like his eyes oh, light amazing. up. And oh, it, Right. It's just, it's the antithesis of everything Mel's you're saying, and we get to see it visually and it's fantastic. I also just love the comedy that comes from Rickon and his friends, right? Like just Rebecca, I'm dead. I can't I like Rebecca in general. And I found the baby like yeah. that. It was me. I was the one. You can easily miss them. Right? How many different ways can you say that? Like he said it four or five different uh, ways so just the proud. way he runs right he yeah. runs past mark with the baby yeah, yeah. It's, it's so good and and i think guy. that like yeah rickon it's this like a little tiny play on sort of that comedic relief that we're ready for but the fact that rickon is also some kind of yeah like this this epiphany for the yeah. innies it's so makes pivotal it for them bigger. yeah yeah well, and I also love the irony and the fact that, I mean, Cobell is the one that fucking brought that in. Mm-hmm. I was like, yep. you know, like, obviously she's snooping and like whatever she's doing on the outside. She's obviously not severed. Because at first when I saw her, I was like, no way. Like, you have an Audi? And then quickly I was like, nope, 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 nope. You know, <laughs> spinal mark and all this other stuff. I was like, no, right. not that. Yeah. But I, I just love that she was also the catalyst of her downfall with Lumen because she brought that in and it got into the hands of all of MDR. It was, and of course, after all of this realization and after Irv goes through beginning this relationship with, with Bert, their, their innies beginning a relationship, right? Which was beautiful. I fucking cried. I loved it. Then I cried when he got on the outside and Bert already had a partner. I was like, no, the stars did not align. But just that even Irv, who was so like clear cut, straightforward, we do not do this. We do this. You cannot do this. And then he was like, let's burn the motherfucker down. I was like, ah, so good. Yeah, so good. Yeah, you just said something about Cobell that made me think of something that Maybe didn't make sense, but maybe some of you can help clear this up for me. They agree. The board agrees to meet Cobell. To she was going to bring evidence about reintegration. Then right. they fire and they never ask her about that evidence of reintegration, which right. I feel like would be very important to them. Yeah, I agree. So is the board behind it? All right, that's the other thing. And we obviously did only got bits and pieces of this, but whoever this is on the outside that is helping with reintegration, like. Yeah, yeah, but so what is this? Is reintegration also part like, you know, I have so many things swimming through my head about that, too. Like, obviously, but is that part of the study as well? Because you never see the board like, well, you know what I mean, as far as like in Lumen standard. But also you're right, Patrick. I mean, they could give two shits about getting that chip back from Petey. 
And it just makes me wonder that if that's also part of them being like, well, let's see also what happens when someone tries to reintegrate. Because at the end of the day, what we were seeing with Petey, which was heartbreaking to me, mm-hmm. um, his everything was so fragmented that it drove him nuts. So, I mean, what if this is part of their observation on the whole process? Like, here's the thing. This guy is now out. Right. Uh, He's no longer part of Lumen, but who's going to listen to him and trust him because he never really actually knew what was going on inside of Lumen. So what is this whole big conspiracy for me, at least like with that part? Because someone's on the outside hunting Petey, but then someone's helping him. And then how does that relate into the fact that they didn't even really want her going and getting that chip out of his head? You know, like. They were all like, just fucking forget it. Don't worry about it. He's gone. Cobell definitely had her own mission mm-hmm. with that. And yeah. trying to trying to be like, hey, look at me. Look what I did. Look well, what sure. I found out that like, you didn't know about. But they're right, but they're so cocky. They're they just are like, this isn't possible. And we just refuse to believe it. Right. That or know. they don't find it threatening for some reason. Like right. they think that and they I, can control the situation enough. Yeah, I thought it was weird Cobell didn't bring it up again when she got fired. She was like, wait a second. Like, I realized yeah. it's probably the shock of yeah. you're getting fired. But like, but 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 what about this thing that I have? Don't you right. want to hear about that? Right. Yeah. And I Very was convinced for point. a hot minute that she was like actually going to maybe not turn against them, but would stop caring so much yes, for them too. when she was like, yes, Mark, get away from them. You should quit yeah. or whatever. Yeah, she's like, you should quit. Yeah. But then the minute she realizes that it's any Mark that's there, she's like zooming off to the to the gala to try and help get things back together. But maybe that still serves her own her. purpose. Yeah, for sure. It does. But on the other hand, <laughs> could it, it, it yes, self-serving, but also... I don't want to say playing a double role, but what would make Cobell as as an Audi? We'll just use those terms, right? So Audi Cobell, what would make her say that to Audi Mark unless it was something I, I feel like that could be part of Lumen's plan as like, well, let's go ahead and let him reintegrate and let's see what happens with him. And sure. does he flip his shit like Petey or does he do it successfully or does... Or when he leaves the building, can we control like we can with overtime contingency? Can we still control them and they think that they're reintegrated in some way? I don't know. That might be crazy talk. But Grainer wouldn't have been a part of that plan. But I'm, you know, because the I forget the character's name who reintegrated Petey. But right. The doctor. Yeah. With right. the bat- How did they find the body so quick? Did she not hide the body? Well, mm. see, that's the whole thing. And she's the doctor that invented the chip. That's what she told. Well, Mark. she's the one she who said, at least implanted it. I don't know if she invented or, yeah. it. But yeah. OK. Because yeah. the board knew about that. He died yes. the next day. Yes. It wasn't he's missing. It was right. like a fact that he died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm also thinking about that. I'm also still concerned for Mark because she went as far as to make that comment as like, "Don't puke here; your DNA is in that." But right. he just pukes right outside yep. the building, right? So, yep. like, yep. yeah, worried about. Yeah, him I'm worried about that. that. Was sure. like actually probably one of my biggest questions for season two is just, will they find that he had Grainer's security card once they investigate? Right. Like, how did they get into the? security office yeah um also not very good because i'm here to tell you right now when someone leaves my establishment of work when we were in the office your car was cut off as in like someone walked you out to get out of the door because you used to have to badge in and out Mm -hmm. like your badge was cut off after you badged in that morning that's a b if you are working from home they will cut your accesses in the middle of your last day good point like Hmm. you are done so it's just very funny to me that they are so concerned about whatever's happening here at Lumen staying a secret, but nobody knew that right. this man's security car was being used when he so, was dead. Again, how much are they orchestrating? Like, how much are they yes. letting happen? Yeah. Yeah. This, just mentioning the puking, I, I also kind of wonder, like, 
Has anyone been keeping a timeline? Like, do we know how many days have passed? Jasmine, I'm looking in I've, your direction just because. I thought of about this a lot. But yeah. It was it was weird. The timeline was weird because I as it went on, I was just like, how many days have passed and all that? But then there was definitely a comment from Cobell or somebody towards the end about it being taking weeks to you know, meet the quota or something. Well, and and yeah. I was like, oh, this also, has been weeks. Right. We kind of we have the baby to kind of explain a tiny bit right like uh maybe i don't even know Well, but she was in the later yeah like no, she was like i would say maybe what two weeks out from having that baby at the beginning yeah so. yeah and she was already yeah. like walking you know going taking it to the park and everything. yeah but it's like with it's almost like they treated every day at mdr like it's like in the next day because they'd wait like you know you'd come in and you know you know it was the you know, the any would know that it's the next right. day. So yeah, that whole the timeline was was very strange to me because there was a couple of times I was getting like disoriented thinking about it. I was right. like, what? And is? it feels like it <laughs> Which seems I think like is it should be too, such a, but yeah, because it should be yeah, an obvious great. timeline because it should be like, oh, you've gone in, you've gone up the elevator, and you go down the elevator. There's right. one full day, right? Yeah. But it, we, yeah, like just thinking about it now, it's like, well, I don't remember when Mark puked that felt like forever ago <laughs> right yeah yeah even like yeah. uh i was thinking of like dylan being at home because it made me wonder if he was a single parent at all because why wouldn't maybe you know someone else be watching his sure. kid than having and this is watch just the tv and the overtime him staying late some nights and i was just like who's watching your kid right? is somebody picking up your kid from yep. school or something i don't know i was wondering about that yeah, like was there anyone else that felt I I still feel fear for Dylan's child. Like the way Milchek was for like sure. I told you to count to a thousand and yeah. that was awful. I hated that. Yeah. But also it was weird because then he told Dylan he was like, "Well, you actually have two." And I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" But is that like, like, <laughs> Yeah, it is that true. Yeah. That was my first question of that. Is he just either. saying whatever? That's what I'm now. saying. I was uh, like, I don't what? even know if those like what what did he offer him? Like a koozie? A coat? Like I don't even know if those are real. Coffee, a coffee, coffee cozy. Coffee cozy. Coffee cozy. Yeah. yeah. I bet that's fake yeah. too. And paintball. Did he really? <laughs> I don't paint, remember that. Paintball was offered. Yes. Paintball was offered <laughs> at some point. I, I don't know if it was that scene, but paintball was yeah. definitely offered yeah, at no, some same. point. In the same sentence, which it's yeah. just like, those are two like very different, <laughs> like differentials. Right. Yeah. Would you Listen, like to I, play paintball or would you like to keep your coffee cozy? Let me know. If me paintball is anything like the waffle party, I'm probably in. Right. It's not going to be the paintball that we know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's no, definitely no, no, not no. going to be the paintball you know. No, no, no. <laughs> and like, I have to say, just a, I love the waffle party. I mean, I'm yeah. down for it any day of the week. But what I found hilarious, and a lot of those comedy moments for me really also came with Dylan too, because it was just like, you know, where the fuck are you going? Like, you get, you know. I love the fact that this guy was the one that was like, we're getting a waffle party. Waffle party. All you awesome. heard from him was about this he fucking that. waffle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Episode then, one. Oh, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's exactly. Just, yeah. When you get to 100%, waffle party. But I love, even though we know, like, by the time he gets to the waffle party that he's already, like, we're all suspicious. We're all sus of everything that's going on. But I do love the fact that also, there ha- like there had to be that part of him that was like, woohoo, waffle party. <laughs> but he was at this point so disinterested that it was just like, yeah, you want me to put this mask on and do, I'm out of here. Like, I got overtime contingency to work with. It's just, this- <laughs> I just loved it because it was like perfect that it would be Dylan because, of course, he was obsessed with the waffle party. And then great also that. Yeah, you know, by that time he was like, fuck your waffle. I will eat your waffles, but fuck the rest of this shit. You yeah. know, like, I mean, what why not? are we doing? Take the waffles. Um, the waffle party was also the moment when my wife and I were watching and she, it started happening. And she said, this is like Twin Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> I said, hmm. Very yeah, true. Yeah. Um, something about it. Also, well, in the waffle party chat, didn't we at that point say, like, things are getting Lynchian in this show? Like, Yeah. I believe uh, we also received a message from you, Jasmine, that said, I don't know, do we change the name of the chat? Yes. <laughs> I was like, should we even be calling ourselves Waffle Party anymore? <laughs> we still are. But. 
<laughs> Don't change it. Don't ever change it. I told Jasmine I full on was like, I will die on the spot if Milicek is the male dancer. Like I, we've already <laughs> seen him bust moves. And when, when that <laughs> happened, I was like, that's definitely Milicek. Ugh, I love and that he is just letting the freak flag fly at mm-hmm. this point. And I was so into it, which, you know, at, that's yet to be known if it was truly him or not, but. All right. Yeah. Well, oh, go ahead. Oh, Sorry. I was just going to throw out in the Lexington letter. They do mention Waffle Party existing in another location or I, I guess another time frame. Um, and she said, uh, I quote, I hope that they get multiple syrups. And I texted <laughs> Jasmine and I just gave her the that side eye emoji. <laughs> like, I'm sure they get different kinds of syrups there. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, ha, 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 I gross. <laughs> there it is. Pour some syrup on me. Yeah. Anyway, also, I'm not sure what they programmed in these innies to think that that waffle party is anything to write home well, about. Well, but that's Unless such more- a, like, childhood or, like, teenage type thing, right? Like, um, that it? feels like some old school weird porn. <laughs> Okay, well, that's what I was about to say. Unless he go to the founder's before. bed. <laughs> it feels like when you're that yeah, young, that feels like there. super naughty and like I don't know. I mean, they're also getting Maybe. finger traps as prizes. Like this is total kid shit. Kids are into finger traps, right? I don't know. I don't have kids. <laughs> I don't know. No, those things will never set fingers in my house because I, I can, fucking hate them see I can concur because that's the thing all of these prizes remind me so I was just talking with Jasmine my family and I were at Niagara Falls like Niagara Falls Canada which is just like a tourist trap and there are a million arcades and basically my kids got like two sets of like plastic teeth like you know those those <laughs> yeah. shitty plastic mm. teeth oh, they, I know. Mm-hmm. they love them <laughs> And we're like, sweet. Okay, well, they, right where it's like, great. I'm glad you like these $30 teeth because that's how much they probably <laughs> cost us, right? And what were the other prizes? Finger traps. There was like a beer cozy. And it's all of the little rewards that they're being offered that when we're told those are prizes, they're a big deal. Sure. And yeah. Yeah. This is show a, just taps into it. Is a, this is, I'm being serious, is a cozy a koozie? Yeah, I would say cozy. Yeah. I just didn't know if that was like I didn't know if that was an American or That's Canadian I, thing. I, when and I, I was saying it, I said too... cozy koozie because I didn't know which one it was for okay, the no, Americans. No. Yeah, I say koozie. I say koozie, but Milchek okay. said coffee cozy. He, he said called coffee. it coffee. Okay, and I know someone that's from the Midwest that calls them cozies, and okay. I. So that was maybe. I mean, that was just me taking a serious aside, like. I wasn't sure if it was different up here either, but it seems like it's uh, different everywhere. So nice. Okay. Wow. If we learn nothing else tonight, we can all take that. We know that that cozy koozie is interchangeable. I like that. It's international, if you will. (gasps) We're going to find out in season two that it's going to be. Not what we were uh, thinking. (laughs) No, no. You're going to get your coffee, but then you're going to get. I don't a know. Cozy. Like, well, a nice, a nice blanket yeah. to wrap yourself yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So you can have a cozy Some slippers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yep. All right. Well, I guess we can head towards the end of the questions here. Does anybody have anything to say about, I mean, maybe we can just go around and say like one thing each that we would want to see from season two. I think I'm obviously, I mean, I'm, cause the only thing I can think about with season two is going to be this first episode back um and it's already going to be awkward because it's one of those things and this happens all the time in tv shows when you go from like season one to season two it's filmed differently people aren't going to look quite the same whatever you know there's going to be that sort of like awkwardness but everyone waking up them obviously or like you know or waking up going back yeah is going to be very very interesting i think i guess i don't i guess i'm most interested in mark I think Devin will know what he was talking about because, I mean, it was kind of the assumption that maybe he was talking about the baby. Right. Yeah. Saying she's alive. But I think because of the conversation that he just had with his sister that she will understand, I hope. 
She may not, but I, I hope. I think his sister's onto something because yeah. she met the congressman's wife at the birthing oh, place yeah. oh, and yeah. realized that she was under severance while she was giving They're, birth. So I think that she's going to, yeah, be. Yeah, I think yeah, she's, they're yeah, definitely on the be. same same wavelength there of just they're kind of, you know, it's it's working out where they're going to probably work together more. Yeah. Um, yeah. In yeah. season two, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I'm interested in all of them. Helly's was interesting. There's one thing I didn't that just I didn't catch on my first watch, but in my rewatch this afternoon of the finale. Uh, did I make a note of it? Yeah. Helly says everything they told you about severance is a lie and the crowd laughs. Right. I think she's joking. And I didn't yes. catch that at all. I was like, oh, like, oh, that's funny. Because they're just like, oh, you're being you're being silly. How hilarious. Helena. How silly, yeah, Helly, so silly, Helly. I don't know. Like, I, that'll be interesting, I guess, just to see. Because did she get now? I, I literally just watched it. She gets taken off stage, I think. Or some. Yeah. Like somebody. Yeah. Well, Bell pulls her off, her off I think. Yeah. Somebody does. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been more interesting if nobody had. And she was just still standing up there right when. She went back. Um, and then obviously Irvin Bird is just, I, it makes me wonder if they know each other at all. Um, it's possible they've the, met the, with all this stuff that uh, Irv's Audi has already been doing. Yeah. Because um, he knew where Bert lived on that map. Yes. I mean, yeah. like, right. And I th that was I mean, the other thing. He used a map, like the outdated technology. Like he used a map, a map, didn't think to like know to use the phone. It's a map, <gasps> I thought. Yeah. I was like, did that stress anyone else out? Like, I'm just like, oh my God, if I had to figure I was like, there's no all time. that out. I was like, there's oh. no time. No, yeah. I'm going to need was, a Google there was map. No time. Yeah, no, you need to drop some pins. I do not know how to read a map anymore. <laughs> Talk about him not being able to drive. Like, you're like, I can't buy him driving. I can't buy him using a map. I, <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I, that's true. I don't know. I don't know how I would have survived in the world before GPS. Like, fair. Well, it makes me think of him saying, uh, we're not supposed to map in here. You know, like, we're not supposed to draw oh maps Oh, my God, in that's here. great. Like, yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, but I think he's smart enough. His Audi is smart enough to know maybe kind of what has happened. If they get that feeling of how it, it's the feeling when, you know, they leave the elevator or whatever, mm. then maybe he'll know, but he, you know, he might take him a second to be like, well, where am I? But maybe he knows. Yeah. I, you know, he had addresses. So I, I, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, for me, what I'm looking forward to, obviously I've, I've, I've said this, but I want to, you know, know more about. I'm really most interested in Irv's Audi. I mean, no shade to you, Dylan, but I, I'm interested in that too, sure. But just the fact that Irv's Audi was tapped in, I'm, I just can't wait for that. I'm also curious to know or see what comes out of Petey's daughter, um, because obviously she, you know, she's, I think in some capacity going to strike up some kind of friendship you know i don't think relationship with mark and then i'm most curious also once they figure out that Gemma is miss casey you know what what is that gonna lead to so yeah mm -hmm. i mean all those big things i hate to throw like i feel like i haven't talked about heli a lot but I, when we saw who she was on the outside, it kind of just got a little cut and dry for me where I was like, okay, well, even if she is here to smash the Luminarchy, right? Um, Ooh. As, a, as an Audi also, that's fine. But, you know, I just didn't feel as, as invested as I did in hmm. at least uh, Mark and, um, and Irv. Also, yeah. I just want to know if, um, if Dylan has been i mean the stretches that man's been doing the what is he doing on the outside to be able to to master what he did in that break room because you know his oh, nose yeah. was itching he does uh what did he say his Audi probably does did he say like mixed martial like, arts Bang, like bodybuilding bodybuilding he's a bodybuilder oh, yeah. yeah yeah i, I would <laughs> not doubt it at this point but anyway Mel's, you saying something about Heli a second ago made me think, how, how does she ever go back in? Like, I just don't see, I just cannot see that. I don't, I know. I, I mean, you know. mean now as of after the season finale? Yeah, like, like, how did she go back yeah. in after her Innie tried to hang herself? Unless, I like, mean, like, MDR, and the only way I can see it is if MDR, someone from MDR 
goes and does that to, to turn her back on. Reprogram her or something. Yeah, that's like because I can't see her going back to work, like going back to do this. Yeah. Yeah. After it's explained to her what just happened. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway. I'm just here for Rickon and uh, what <laughs> I want to hear more about this book. I need some more inspirational quotes to get me through the day. I'm about to start a new job. I need to have his his quotes on repeat. Um, so I'm just I'm ready to hear more words of wisdom from Rickon in season two. Are you going to be hanging the kelp before you start your new job? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I want them to release this book. Now, no shade to yeah. the Letterman mm-hmm. letters or whatever they're called. Lighthouse Illuminati, <laughs> <laughs> whatever no, Dan, it's called. Dan Erickson, somebody asked him that in his AMA, and he was like, well, he's like, I'm getting a lot of requests for it, so we're going to see what we can do. Apple release, knows a good dollar. Like, mm-hmm. come on, they'll make release it. Release yeah. Rickon's book. I mean, I just need to see what's on page 197 because it's slap. Well, it's so true. let me see it. True. Yeah. Release. Release the secret pages. <gasps> the missing pages. Oh. Okay, Abby, what are you looking forward to? I think I'm just looking forward to the next season. Like, there's yeah. just so many things that were left unanswered. But I got to say, like, at the end of this finale, I didn't know if we were getting season two at that point. And I would have been okay with it. Like, I feel like this would have been an ending that I would have been enough okay with if we didn't get a season two, only because I'm cool with the questions. Like, I'm cool with all of the things that this has made us like think about, right? Obviously, I'm talking to four people that like talking about TV for a really long time, (laughs) right? We've made it like a passion of ours. Yeah. But I think the only thing I'm like, I got to be honest, I'm terrified. Like what, like this show took like 10 years to make essentially from like its inception to what it is now. Yeah. And I, I just, I hope that with its successes, it got enough people on board that really have the same vision and can, can like articulate the characters in the same way, because yeah, I want it. Like, I love it so much already. And I just, I love that it's already brought together so many people. Like I have so many random friends online that actually surprisingly, I realized are also Twin Peaks fans and we've become like better friends because of that, right? But this show has that something to it that that brings people together to question like things that are fun, things that are scary and things that are really interesting. So just excited for all those. Yeah. Definitely. That's pretty much what I was going to say is that I'm just excited that we're getting more and also worried about what might come from it. Like second seasons have a hard time in general, whether or not you're an incredible show. Like there's that always that thing of like you can get as long as you need for a first season. Right. But then people want you to pump out the second one. And I'm guilty of like wanting it to be ready tomorrow. Yeah. I hope they do. I hope they're afforded the time that they need to make a great follow up. But if I had to pin it down a little bit more, I'm excited to see more of Mark and Devin's relationship. I'm I loved their brother sister dynamic. It felt like they had such a history together. They felt super real and genuine. And the idea that they might be able to, you know, Patrick, you were touching on this, but the idea that they might be able to work together to figure out stuff that's going on is super exciting to me. Yeah. One last thing. I don't know if you guys have anything, but, and we've kind of already touched on it a little bit, but like where we see the overlap with Twin Peaks, of course, because we're all super huge Twin Peaks fans uh, or even other shows that we like. But again, I guess we have kind of touched on like the connections with Westworld and all of that. I know somebody, Mel's, was it you? You said manufactured for a purpose. But I mean, yeah. definitely where I see some overlap is the questions about consciousness and the doublings, like innies might be another version of tulpas. And that's kind of where I see it mostly overlapping. I don't know if anybody wants to jump in well, with Patrick other mentioned um, the Dan Erickson AMA. And I read that too on yeah. Reddit and he straight up said Twin Peaks was an influence, but he also said, and a racer head. And so I'm thinking either the baby crying was Zach, uh, or not Zach, sorry, Dylan, um, is an eraser head thing. Or when he said that, what was the line with, um, 
Bert and he's like something about oh. the baby's like the creepy yeah. baby. Like MDR all has like a weird creature that lives inside a pouch. Like yeah, yeah, something like I was that. Like, yeah, yeah, that's totally a racer head. That's where yes. Eric came in. <laughs> Not Earthworm Jim. Leave that baby alone. I would just jump in and say I think too the the right like we don't know what year this is in general, and we're consistently made to question when the hell this is happening, and I. Also, like immediately episode one without realizing any of the connections to like Twin Peaks friends and fans, those old computers, it's just like ding, 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 right? Like we see it. Old tech? Right. Like a Wyndham wish, Earl's computer? I, exactly. <laughs> I would have loved a computer come out of the, like Cobell has a computer that comes out of the like, desk. Right. She oh would yeah. have had one, yeah. but... Yeah, that was that was just the big one for me. And then, of course, we get to the waffle party and it's like, oh, and the goats. Sorry. Like, has anyone else also like I feel like it's this has got to have been done. But like, it's not about the goats. Like, oh, it's not about the goats. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't think I I honestly don't think it's going to be about the goats. I think the goats were there to make us talk about the goats for a while. Right. But is it about the goats? But is it? I hope, exactly. I hope we never find, I hope that that Same. never even comes up again. Same. I that hope we just, just see like a goat run. Yeah. It'll be the yeah. white right horse. It'll be the white horse. Exactly. They'll just be, yeah, crossing the hallway. Like just, what does it mean? Yep. Yeah. I mean, there was definitely a lot of visual things, you know, kind of some of the quirky characters, you know, the, random dancing stuff that just you know <laughs> gave me yeah. uh and and the what year is this so i mean yeah it's you know there's little things but it's also like i'm like is this just me because i'm obsessed with twin peaks am i just because right. am, am i making the connections because it's just that's all i think about otherwise like as far mm-hmm. as tv goes it's like because that's like i hold twin peaks up so high and because i love it so much and so i'm always looking for it in other shows and this is to me granted i don't watch i don't watch a ton of tv mainly just because of time but i mean and this one was pretty easy to knock out some of the episodes were really short there was like one that was 35 minutes i think or or something compared to the others and i was like whoa what's going on Uh but i was able to Mm -hmm. knock it out quick and yeah and i mean it's i've it's definitely the first one since the return that i've been like that's made my mind spin and think a whole lot and right so yeah 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 very original it's good it's, it's great and, and just great casting just except patricia arquette <laughs> i mean your words <laughs> <laughs> your influence no maybe yeah i think there's like an overall vibe that connects the shows again i think all five of us probably do that we probably see twin peaks in everything that we watch because it's such a show that we hold so close to our heart but even just the you know the stuff that's like so ambiguous and open-ended it's like I feel like there's connections there but I don't know exactly what the connections are that's very Twin Peaks to me so yeah I mean I get leftover vibes too as far as like you know I mean where I mean well you see it with Gemma um slash Miss Casey I mean like where did she go? She's obviously hanging out on the inside of Lumen, but a lot of grief and a lot of right. how are yeah. we dealing with that? So I, I get those themes out of it as well. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us and having this chat. This was awesome. And Coral, I don't know. You're not really on Instagram right now as we record this, but I am currently on the hiatus, but I'll be back probably to promote this. So, yeah. and you're at Wholesome Peaks. At Wholesome Peaks. Yes. Awesome. And Abby, where can people find you and what are you up to? We sort of alluded to the fact that you have a podcast. So, I do. So, you can find me at Sidetracked with Abby, A B B I E, and John, J O N, pod on Instagram. And then I also have my business, which is just at Abby Darling Customs, where I still talk a lot about Twin Peaks on there as well. <laughs> <laughs> and Patrick, what are you up to? 
Uh, well, I have a Twin Peaks podcast. Yeah. It's called Talking Backwards. I am one of three uh, hosts. I was going to say beautiful, and I was like, I don't know why I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, but beautiful, beautiful, beautiful is right. Beautiful, beautiful is right. One of three beautiful hosts. Beautiful hosts that we've been doing the last few years. We're on uh, Instagram at Talking Backwards Pod, and we're on Twitter at Talking Backward. And then I I have an Instagram and Twitter at Patrick. That's with four E's. P A T R E E E E K. Um, I mostly uh, I don't post a ton on either, but occasionally I post uh, playlists, and I like to go to concerts, so I post a lot of concerts, yeah. concert picks. Lots and, of, if you're um, looking for music recs, go to Patrick. He's got amazing taste, and I'm not just saying that because you're on like. But, I, you know, I'm being truthful, like you've got amazing taste in music and Thanks, um, definitely check out when he's when he puts something up, you want to check out what he's what he's talking about. So. Thanks, Mills. I think yeah. you're going to have to put together a music dance experience playlist Please based do. on the right. genres. I think that would be great. I'll work on it. I, I know that's a tall order, but I think you do yeah. do it great. Well, um, as for us, if you enjoyed this episode, you can always rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Have your innie do it. Have your outie do it. That'll give us 10 stars. That's amazing. What else smells? I mean, instead of dangle the stars, I I was going to say dangle those waffles our way. But (laughs) um, yeah, you can follow us on the who doesn't love a good I mean, waffle, I just, honestly. it's when you said that, I imagined syrups being squirted in our faces. <laughs> yep. Oh. Listen, <laughs> hey, the new facial, it's in. Um. All right. Uh, Serp necklace, anyone? All right, let me move Ooh. on. So we're on those <laughs> socials at, uh, you can tell what generation I'm from, too, mm-hmm. when I talk about those things. Mm-hmm. Um, where <laughs> we are on Instagram <laughs> at TV. Um, we did quit the twits, um, so you'll have bye to bye catch us there. I am at Superficial Males. I post a lot of dog shit, so if you're into that, head on you over. You post dog shit? Well, <laughs> well, a lot of it. Well, a lot no. of dog shit. <laughs> no, I am honestly as as a. Uh, a test or something you should just start an account where it's just pictures of dog shit and just hashtag <laughs> all of them rescue dog because you know you're gonna get like thousands of fucking views as we have seen with albert bananas account let's so. let's don't go there because i who i did a bad thing today and uh you might see it uh, hey here you go go on over to insta um subscribe to us there might be a scandal posted on release the text tuesday I'm not going to tell you what it is, oh. but I, I definitely did yeah. an outing today that was, I, I'm canceled. I'm canceled. Maybe a little uh, bit. Yeah. Superficial males. And then if you want to follow my dog, he's at Albert Banana, but he's not part <laughs> of Damn Fine. So, Well, he's a damn fine dog. That's for sure. Yeah. And you can also find me at Damn Fine Witch. And if you're looking for more damn fine content, we do have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash damn fine TV, early access to episodes, Discord server. Video content, generally good vibes or whatever. All right. That's enough. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you to everyone who is listening. And we'll see you for season two. We will definitely be back for season yeah. two. 